Thank you. Please remain standing for the reading of the scripture, which is found on page 1557, Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. Hear the word of God. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake, while the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and grew and produced a crop multiplying 30, 60, or even a 100 times. Then Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. Okay, so today... We're going to wrap up this little series called Closer to God. Now, throughout the rest of the year, and for as long as I can imagine, my goal is still going to be to get you closer to God, to teach you how to be closer to God. But for this little series on the parables, we're going to wrap it up today. And the reason I use that term, wrap it up, is when we, we just came off of Christmas a couple months ago, and the thing about Christmas is when we give gifts, they're, they're wrapped so you can't see what they are until you open it up, right? That's why Jesus spoke in parables. It was like wrapping up a present. You don't know what it is until you take the time to unwrap it. If we had kept reading in what we read this morning, at the very last verse we read, verse 9, it says, Let he, him who has ears hear what the Lord is saying. Meaning that if you want to understand, then hear what I'm saying. If you don't want to understand, then just go about your day. In other words, if you want to unwrap and see what's inside, do so. Otherwise, just move along. That's why he spoke in parables, one of the reasons. Well, if you think about it, if we had someone in here, someone came into our church and started healing people, people with walkers just threw them off to the side, or people that had cancer, walked out of here cancer-free. And all you had to do was come in here and see this one person. You think our church would be full? Yeah, it would be. But would it be for the right reason? Well, it depends. Because let me tell you, I believe that day's coming, by the way, that we will see that happen in this church. It will come. But Will it come for the right reasons? See, Jesus wanted people to know about his kingdom that he was bringing forth through the power of God. He didn't want people to just come to him to be healed and then go about their lives. He wanted them to know the change that was taking place and the miracles that he performed were showing them that it was really him. He was the Messiah wasn't just to show off and say, look what I can do. 
So if someone's healing people just to show off and say, look what I can do, they're doing it for the wrong reasons and it's not going to last. But if God brings forth his spirit upon someone in this church to heal people, and it's because he wants to show that all that is being said is coming from him, then it's for the right reason. So Jesus spoke in parables so that they who were just coming for the healing because of he could do it, and then they were going to go about their lives, they weren't going to understand what he was really saying. But for those who knew who he was and, and saw that the healings were just proving who he was, he was letting them hear in parables so that God would help them understand. God would help them unwrap this package. So this particular one today, I think that if we were to say this, if Jesus were to say this parable in modern day language, see, he said it specifically for a time when those people knew exactly what he meant by the rocks, exactly what he meant by the thorns, exactly knew what he meant by the path. They knew exactly what that was. Now, we got to kind of picture it in our mind, and, you know, we, we might think of, like, gravel in the soil, or we might think of uh, thorn bushes, but what they knew of were giant rocks that actually held the water in the soil so that when, because it didn't rain very much in Israel. When it rains, it rains for a long period of time, but then it doesn't rain for another longer period of time. In fact, they get about as much rain as London, and London's pretty rainy, but they get it all at once. So the rocks would actually hold that soil, keep it wet until they were ready to come by and plant the seeds. They would move the rocks out of the way, and then they'd have nice wet soil that would let their plants grow during the growing season when there is no rain. And the thorns, they weren't these giant thorn bushes, they were these tiny little thistles on the ground that would actually, as the plants grew, if they didn't cultivate that, it would choke them out. The path, since you know you didn't have a big plot of land and say and put a fence around it and say, this is my land, they would have sections. Everybody kind of was given a section of ground to cultivate. And the way you knew it was by a landmark. Maybe there was a rock here or a tree here, or you were just along this walking path, and these paths were tiny little paths that they would walk to to get to their plots of soil. So it meant something to them. They understood that. In our day and age, Jesus might say, well, God came to deliver a message, and some people laid in bed and said, you know, I'm not going to church today. Others may have sat there and said, I wonder what's for lunch. And others may have said, I just don't understand what he's saying, and I'm just not even going to listen anymore. That's the kind of thing that Jesus was trying to talk about when he said this parable. So in a way, we can all relate probably to one of these things, or maybe in our lives, all of these things. I know certainly that at one point in my life, I was in every single one of these places. I was so unknowing of who God was that the minute I heard something, Satan came in and snatched it away, and I just kind of gave up. The walking path or the one staying in bed because I don't want to go to church today. At one point, I was the one that I heard. I said, yes, I believe. And then things happen. You know, car breaks down. Relationship broken. Something like that happens. And you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm over this. That's the rocky path. That's the one who says, 
you know, when bad things come, I'm not going to get going. When the tough gets going, when the going gets tough, I get going, is what, it, what you can say. And then there was a time in my life where, yes, I heard, yes, I was rooted, but man, look at this over here, look at this, there's all kinds of things I can do, and it just kind of choked everything out. But now, and, and this, don't think that I'm perfect in any way, because there are still times when I feel like I'm planted in the rocks or I'm planted in the thorns, but now I believe that God is starting to produce fruit from what he has done with me my whole life. And I'm sure we can all say that. We can all say that. And if you don't feel like God's producing fruit, then now's the time. Because he can perform miracles. He can produce fruit in you today if he never has before. Or he can have you look back and see in your life where he was producing fruit and you just didn't recognize it. So we all fit into here in some way. But our goal ultimately is to be where we're producing 30, 60, or 100 times what was planted. And what was planted is sometimes just one little message. Sometimes it's just a matter of saying a fish doesn't know it's wet. I can't believe how many people gave me feedback on that statement. I thought everybody heard that before. (laughs) But, you know, it could be a little statement like that, that is just like a little seed. And then it grows and you Produce more, and you tell people, you share your faith, you experience your faith, you live your faith. And that is what Jesus was talking about by producing 30, 60, or 100 times more. It continues to give and give. Because if you give to someone else, then they give to someone else, and we keep giving, it's growing and growing. And you know, the way I like to look at this is think about, you got 12 disciples, he had a lot of disciples. He had more than 12. But just these 12 that he, he handpicked, and then they went down to 11, and then they brought in another one, Matthias. And they're together, 12, together in a room. And all of a sudden, they start speaking in tongues. And 3,000 now, there's your 30, 3,000 are listening and hearing and believing. You know what those 3,000 people did? They went out and told others, and it became 6,000, and then 100,000. And next thing you know, it's spreading out from Jerusalem and going into all of Judea, and it's going into Samaria, and then it's going to the ends of the world, and now we have Christianity. Started with 12 people. That's what the kingdom of God is. And it is continuing to grow. As we have more children, we teach our children, and they grow. And they teach their children, and they grow. And we produce this fruit that keeps growing and keeps giving. That's pretty amazing. Because if it were not from God, sure, it would be popular for a while and then fade away. Years and years ago, I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Years and years ago, NASCAR was very popular. Do they even have races on television anymore? I don't know. So what I'm saying is things will become real popular, and they'll fade out. Baseball used to be really super popular in the 70s and 80s. I had all kinds of baseball cards. I can't tell you who played in the World Series last year. And it's not just me. I mean, it just things grow, and then they fade out. Today's Super Bowl Sunday. It's going to eventually die out. It will. 
It's been very popular for many years. It'll die out someday. It will. That's the way things go when they're not from God. But when they are from God, they will keep growing and growing and growing. And you might say, but we look, look around you and people are falling away. The churches are emptying out. Yeah, but it will never die out completely. God has promised he will always have a remnant that will be there to, to serve him. So back to the, the topic at hand, how do we get closer to God? Well, the last few weeks we've been talking about how to do this. And I've been saying prayer, reading the Bible, worship, fellowship, all kinds of things that we can do to get closer to God. Things that you've probably been doing your whole life and you keep doing and you will keep getting closer. Because I'm telling you, God does not say something and have it fall short and have it not happen. And he has said, when you seek, you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. You will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. So if you're sitting there thinking, yeah, you know, I really want to get closer to God. I've really been listening to what he's been saying, but I just don't know. Well, then the first thing to do is just keep seeking him. You will find him. You will find him. And if you found him and you're saying, okay, I found him, but, you know, I feel empty. I feel like there's, I don't even know why I'm still living. There are many things that can be done to help with that. But the most important thing is continue to seek him, read about him. And I mean, just open the Bible and start reading. Now, don't do this. I, I've warned a few people about this already, but don't do this. This is actually something I used to do. I'll never do it again. Open up and point. That is called bibliomancy. Not because it's the Bible. That's why it's biblio. Biblio means book. When you're using a book to guide you, it could be the Bible, it could be a magazine, it could be anything. You open it up and you point and you say, that's what I'm going to do. That is called divination. That is of the occult. That is not a good thing to do. Okay? But you can say, God, where do I go? Lead me to where you want me to go. And then you start reading, and you keep reading, and you keep reading, and, you, and finally something's going to come to you because God is going to lead you. So there's a difference there. When, you're, when you put God into it, he's saying to you, he's going to guide you and he's going to lead you. But if you're relying on your own power, and it's not your power, by the way, it's a demonic power that is leading you to a certain point, either to make fun of you or to get you off track, so be careful how you do that. But yes, read the Bible, any part of it. I would love for everybody to read all of it, but read any part of it. And know the power that is in there. In fact, I want to read something to you from the Bible. It's something I don't think a lot of us realize. And this is part of being thrown, having seed thrown into either the path, the rocks, or the thorns, is we don't understand this. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the boundless, boundless greatness of his power toward us who believe. His power toward us who believe. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. What Paul's saying there is that the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that's pretty powerful, isn't it? Have any of, any of you ever risen somebody from the dead? I didn't think so. 
the power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead after three days, that power is in you. That power is in you. If you are a believer, if you have said to God, I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and I accept this, if you said that, that power is in you. That's the power that is allowing me to speak to you today. Because believe me, I'm a shy person. I don't like to speak in front of people. It's not me doing it. It's the power of God doing it. That power is the power that can heal yourself or others. But don't fall into the fast food mentality. Don't say, God, I need healing. And then say, God, where's the healing? That's fast food mentality. Okay, God doesn't work that way. God took Jesus to the desert for 40 days and 40 nights to fast to give him the power. He took 40 days. He could have done it in 40 seconds. He took 40 days. So don't get into that fast food mentality. Say, God, I need healing. Wait on him for his healing. He will give it because that power is within you. God, I need deliverance from these demons that are oppressing me. He will give it to you because that power is in you. We just got to believe it, that it's there. And that's part of what that growing and fertile ground is. When we can come to the realization that that power is within us, and that power is working in us, and that's God working in us, not because of what we've done. No, because of who he is. Because of who he is. When that power is working in us and we know that, that's when we get closer to God. So you want to be closer to God, believe the power is in you to be able to do it. And it may take time or it may happen overnight, but it will happen. That's the important thing. It will happen. It will happen. If God is in you, it will happen. So going from here, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to just do a couple um, sermons that the Lord has given me, but then I'm going to start into... Finding freedom in Christ. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ set you free. What that means is that Christ died for your freedom. Freedom from oppression. Freedom from this world. Freedom from sin. Freedom from so many things. And we're going to talk about that in the next series. But don't stop trying to get closer to God. If you feel like you're springing up and you're like really joyful and then all of a sudden something just happened and I don't even want to talk to God. Go to him. Say, God, plant me in that fertile ground. If you're doing really well and all of a sudden, you know, things are coming into your life and you're feeling like I don't matter, feeling like I don't know why I'm here, you're feeling all those things, go to God and say, God, this is not of you. Please clean me out because the power is within me to clean me out and set me back on my feet so I can be planted in that fertile ground. And if you're just sitting there thinking, what is this guy saying? Well, then go to God and say, God, I want to know what this guy's saying. I want to understand what this guy's saying. Open my ears that I may hear and my eyes that I may see. And he'll do that. He will do that. There's a thing in the Bible where Jesus says, who among you... If your child asked for a fish, would give them a snake. If they asked for an egg, would give them a scorpion. Would you do that to your kids? 
give them a snake or a scorpion, something that could harm them? No, of course not. Then why would you think your Heavenly Father is not going to give you something good? Your Heavenly Father will give you good things if you ask Him for them. He always will. He has and He will. Just ask, and it will be given. I promise you. And that will help you get closer to Him. So I hope that this series has helped. I know that it has. Um, I do believe greater things are coming, and not not because of me, but because of God, because he loves everybody in here so much. He loves what we've done. He loves our faithfulness to this congregation, to him. He loves what we do for the people of this community, and he is going to help us in every way to find freedom, to be closer to him, and to find healing and deliverance as well. And we'll talk about that in the coming weeks. So if you have any questions, any concerns, any comments, please let me know. I've had a lot of feedback on various different things from various people, and, I, and I don't, I, you can ask anybody, has he ever bit your head off? Has he ever said you were wrong? No, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm approachable. You can talk to me. So please, if you have questions, don't stew, stew on them. Ask me, and I will make sure you get answers because God wants to, you to have the answers you need so you can get closer to him. All right, so let's pray, and we'll go forward from here. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us through this series with the parables, and we pray now, Lord, that all these seeds that were planted the last couple weeks, that they'll grow in us, Lord, just pour the Holy Spirit water upon us, the, the waters of eternal life, and let these things grow in us. Bring them forth to our mind that we can ponder them again. Help us to look for them in the Word so we can read it for ourselves. Help us to know and understand all that has been said in the past few weeks and in going forward. Help us to understand and know that we may be closer to you. Remove that which binds us. Remove that which blocks us. And send us forth unencumbered with freedom that we can both live love, and share our faith with others. And we can live it for ourselves and in a relationship with you. Father, we ask this of you in Jesus' name. Amen.